0: Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg and no it doesn't, proof of that exact <laughs> fact is the fact, <laughs> that's a lot of rhymes uh-huh. uh, to start off with. We have our very first fresh MCU content in eight months. Yeah, and it's going to be even fresher for you than it is for us. Yes, as we actually have recorded this podcast for a second time now. This is as we had audio difficulties last night when we we're recording. Correct. Uh, I had a really great joke to intro the theme, uh huh, um, which is now gone forever. And unless you yeah. can come up with a better one on the spot, nah, we're just gonna have to give them the theme here. Okay, (laughs) pretty weak joke. It wasn't even a joke. I know. At this point, I'm kind of resigned to my fate. (laughs) (laughs) You're just accepting that we're just not funny. Yeah, this is definitely going to be. It's kind of like tribute by Tenacious D, where this this isn't the greatest podcast in the world. We're talking about the the greatest podcast. (laughs) podcast. We lost the greatest podcast in the world. And now we are catching up on it. Uh Um, But that's just a testament to how much I love Marvel. Jordan texted me this morning. We watched the movie at 7 p.m. last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did the podcast, as per usual. The entire thing. Uh, Jordan went home. I watched Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. and then I woke up and Jordan said, this thing is unusable. <laughs> Our voices are pitched down. Yep. Uh, fortunately, I had a day off and uh, Jordan also had a day off. So. Well, we're... and the pitch down wasn't what made it unusable. The unusable part was that it was skipping like every 30 every, seconds. Yeah. It would skip a second. So it's kind of like a puzzle to listen to. Yeah. Not really ideal for the fans. It was like a memento podcast. <laughs> Not a bad way. Not nearly as uh, coherent though, even as Memento. Well, I mean if you play it backwards it might be. I did not test that. Yeah. What what a shame. Do you know wait, I mean you still have it. Maybe playing it backwards is what it needs. Yeah. Did you do you think? Nah. Okay. Well, anyway, we're here to talk about Captain Marvel. And mm-hmm. I'm kinda glad I have like more time to digest what I saw. Yeah. Um, and I've built up arguments around the ones I've already <laughs> heard from you. So that's very yeah. helpful. Too. Normally you go into these podcasts not knowing exactly what I think, and we both figure it out on the way, but there is yeah. no secrets today. There is no secrets. So everybody, we have had twelve hours to plan legitimate arguments uh-huh. against each other. There will be no why is the Winter Soldier an American being experimented on yeah. by Germans? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I was just dumbfounded. Uh-huh. I, 30 minutes of the podcast was me recovering from that question you asked. Yep. I did not expect you to have a problem with that part of the movie. Yeah, this, this time we all have done research. We've done research. I have... A PowerPoint. Which is also a shame because I won pretty much every argument last night against you. Yeah. So now I have to win them again, which is just like, it's like, you know, in video games when you start off like super powerful or maybe in video game sequels mm-hmm. or whatever, where you get all of your skills from the and previous get game taken away. and then, so, yeah, after level one, they get taken away. Yeah. The begin- beginning of Need for Speed Most Wanted, you're in like the coolest car in the game for a single race and they take it away from you. Ugh. And then you have to work your way back up. Mm-hmm. That's so exhausting. Just like the four season song working my Take way back away. to you babe <laughs> oh i thought you were uh speaking of uh summer 1963 no is that the song uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> All oh, right. What a night. So last night we were so excited we got into the movie so immediately, excited. so we I think we should recapture that. Talking. All right. I mean, I'm still excited. Are you still excited? Yeah. Has your opinion of the film stayed the same? More no. Do you think we should just present our reviews at the beginning? No, no, no. You, you still no. want me to yes. go through the thing? Is it, yeah. Okay. I was against you telling people that we had to redo it, because yeah. now that's kind of like the mystery. Uh, eh. Oh, well. <laughs> no, nah, I say we just tell them because I, I don't know. Uh, sure i mean i think it'll be apparent anyway or it'll be like there'll be confusing parts no i think we'll just sound dumber because i'll be you (laughs) know we'll we'll have rehashed this already but i mean i'm ready to talk about this as Mm -hmm. excited as i was the previous evening yeah um and now i know more because one i know your arguments one i or two i just watched captain america first avenger i was the last podcast we recorded? I was thinking about where did the tesseract go, and mm-hmm. that filled in all the blanks for me. Nice. Okay. It's still in the ocean. All right. Well, let's start then with, uh, with our review. Ex- my well, review. well I was going to say how excited you were that you got to the theater at five thirty for a movie at seven. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I was too hype. This has been eight months. With that, And I live like two minutes from the theater, so I didn't want to go home and then drive yeah. back. I know that's a pretty flimsy excuse because I'm so close. Usually yeah. <laughs> if it's far, you want to go to the theater. <laughs> then it would make more sense. Yeah, if you had been. to drive 30 minutes. Yeah. So I was just sitting in the lobby uh, eating popcorn. I mm-hmm. called uh, our good buddy Joey, who has been on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, fan and friend of the pod. Absolutely. Um, and he was taking a test um, at school, mm-hmm. uh, which sounded... Not fun at all. Not fun at all. And what were you doing? I was sitting in a lobby eating popcorn waiting for a kid's movie. That's pretty fun. <laughs> I was so <laughs> ecstatic. And he, he had just driven to class and then driven back 50 no. minutes away, and then he drove back to take this test, and they were going to teach him after the test. And yeah. immediately at that, I said, I'm never going to school again. I'm, and you hung up. I, yeah, I <laughs> You hung were enraged. Yeah, oh, I was furious <laughs> that he was not having as much fun as me. He really owes it to himself. Yeah. The kid deserves some fun once in a while. All right. Now hit us with your review. 5.33 Avengers. And I thought about it. I didn't mention this last night. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of my top three origin MCU films. I like this more than black panther i think Hmm. i like it probably not more than iron man one yeah i like it more than the edward norton hulk that's not hard to do (laughs) (laughs) i like it more than thor one uh-huh uh like it more than doctor strange or ant-man and more than doctor strange i liked it more than doctor strange yeah Um, interesting doctor strange i would say was one of the more competitive ones for this I mean, you haven't given your review yet, so we won't I know, know. we can't. Who knows what I'm going to say? There's no way. Um, So I give this 5.33 Avengers. The Avengers sitting at the table are Captain America, Mm -hmm. another Captain, uh, Captain Marvel, because she's now an Avenger. Um, I'm going to put Black Widow, War Machine, and the Hulk, Mm -hmm. and the Wasp. Tiny wasp, which is a third five point right. 3, three three, as we discussed. Yeah, uh, I loved this movie. There's a lot of stuff about it that I loved, uh, and as I just mentioned, I think it might be my favorite origin film. Excited to see how she interacts with the gang, the rest of the crew. Like, based on her power level, like, do you think she could hold her own against Thor or Hulk or Iron Man? Uh, I think she could hold her own against the Hulk and Iron Man, probably Thor would be like closer to parody. Like they'd be... Like I think she would beat Hulk and Iron Man. Okay. Well, definitely Iron Man. Hulk maybe, I don't know. He's... I mean, lately he's kind of been shit in the bed fight-wise. Well, though though at the same time, Thor and Hulk were fairly equally powered at the beginning of Ragnarok. Yes. And by the end of Ragnarok, Thor was way more powerful than he was at the beginning of Ragnarok. True. So I think if she's similar to Thor's level of power, she could Mm. probably beat the Hulk. Plus, my buddy Liam pointed this out. Uh, Thor's axe can cut through the power of six infinity stones and strike Thanos' chest, and she just has the power of one infinity stone. That's true. So with the weapon, Thor could probably win. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, again, they might have that fight when they interact in Endgame for the first time. Probably not, but I would like to see them try. Duke it out. And as I was saying, I'd like to see them duke it out. Right. <laughs> um, so why don't we dive right? That's in? That's gonna be so confusing. <laughs> Nadia. We cut for a second, then turned it back on. That's why there was You're a. You're spoiling boss. all of the podcast secrets. I'm showing them like the, how the pork is made, how the bacon sausage is made. Sausage, pork, and bacon were your first two meats yeah. that get made. Well, I was thinking it was some sort of you know pig-based meat, which there are a lot. Is. Yes. All right. I'm well, surprised you didn't. Say what a snout. smooth transition <laughs> back into it. No one's any the wiser. All right, let's talk about this movie. Yes. Okay. So the movie starts out with uh, Captain Marvel is lying in the sand, mm-hmm. um, and there seems to have been an explosion of some kind, and uh, there is a scroll that is aiming a weapon at her, and she mm-hmm. is sort of uh, down for the count. It looks like, and yes. bleeding blue blood. I think. Yeah, classic Cree move. Yes, very Cree of her. Um, and then it immediately cuts to the future where she is, it's 1995, she is on the planet Hala. Um,. Kind of like the No Doubt song, which mm-hmm. comes up later in the movie. Well, no, not Hall, like... Hollaback Girl. Yeah, Hollaback Girl. <laughs> <laughs> different, different song, but uh, Gwen Stefani is still... Uh-huh. And also hella good. That's not as close as Hollaback Girl, but... No. I mean, it's a No Doubt song. Yeah, of it, I'll Stefani's give it a pass. Song. Okay, great. Good. Two thumbs up. <laughs> um, and she goes to Jude Law... Who mm-hmm. is? Uh, he's like, oh, having trouble sleeping, and she's like, yeah, let's fight. They go duke it out, and they're like in a marine or military bunker type thing. Mm-hmm. They're in like a barrack for whatever space. A very futuristic-looking in. It looks like a very nice building, but I mean the inside is less nice. It's but a, the outside it's looks very like... industrial. Very, it's like you know the Empire from Star Wars yes. or something like that. Pretty nice. Not but for bad. now, they're we're, they're the good guys, yes. and we're supposed to be Well, them. spoilers. I know there will be spoilers in this podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, not for us because we know exactly what each other is going to yeah. say. But about the film, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so they have a fist fight, and Jude Law is constantly like, "Don't use your powers. Uh, I gave them to you. I can take them away." Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, "I really want to use my powers." He's like, "No, beat me in a fist fight." Yeah, uh, and she keeps losing to him in fist fights. Yeah, he basically just tries to keep denying her potential because he, he wants to do it his way, and he wants. Well, I think he's scared that she could wash the floor with him, yeah. like full on, full on Super Saiyan, as she does yeah. later in the. And so, because she uses her powers, they go to the Super Intelligence, yes, which is like some sort of massive global AI network, thing. correct? Uh, and the global intelligence network thing always appears to you as someone who you most respect mm-hmm. and so but we she don't, doesn't remember who yeah, this is yeah we don't is. know who it is so it's like the audience is viewing it through her eyes mm-hmm. which is nice yeah it's the same what a clever way to do it both <laughs> of us don't know So already i'm this movie's great i'm mm-hmm. a big fan um and the super intelligence is basically saying uh you don't remember me blah blah and what what else does she say in that first sequence uh she kind of reinforces what Jude Law had said it's like you have to train for your potential or whatever like she's also trying to rein her in she's another controlling force okay so and uh if I'm not mistaken you had a problem with the artificial intelligence yeah but that's more later, so okay. we can just address it then. Okay, so you, right now you have no problem with the super smart robot telling her to not reach her full potential because then she'd become more stronger than the robot. Right. Okay, there's no problems there. Not yet. Gr- <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, moving on to, uh, they go to a Skrull planet mm-hmm. uh, to destroy the infiltrating Skrulls. Well, no, to, they're trying to rescue a spy, one of their own spies but on a scroll planet, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. But they're not there to kill people. They're there to get the spy okay. and incidentally will kill people in the process. There were there were a whole bunch of uh, civilians yeah. and they couldn't tell if they were scrolls or cuz scrolls are shapeshifters. Yeah. In case, in and case it turns out th- all the people were scrolls. Yes. So, you can understand my confusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, they ended and, up on a scroll. And so they go to And what what was your opinion of the ragtag gang? You get Jude Law, you get Captain Marvel, yeah. you get Well definitely so the guy from Guardians. They're setting 1. it up as if it's going to be like a ragtag gang that you'll be hanging out with the whole movie. Kind of like Thor where you have like his, Lady his Sif squad. And yeah. The fat guy with the beard who's eating yeah. all the time. So they're like, this is your squad for the movie. Get yeah. used to these friendly faces. Yeah. There won't be any trickery about this one. <laughs> But there was. Yeah, lo and behold. Anyway, so they go into the enemy like complex or whatever, and they mm-hmm. find the spy, and she gives him a code, and he says the code back to her, which is supposed to confirm both of their identities. Yes. But it turns out he's still a scroll. So and, yeah. and so she's ambushed, and during the fight, she's eventually captured, and they're taking up, taken up to a scroll spaceship. And Skrulls now have the technology to analyze brains and sort of look back on people's recent, or more than recent memories, because they just know the recent memories when yeah. they are shape shapeshifting. And guess who they use that technology on? Captain fucking marvel unbelievable <laughs> who at this point is just who does yeah she does not know her past yeah um, or her future or of her being future. captain marvel Co- correct um and I, what did you think of the weaponry? like i really liked the weaponry mm-hmm. like they're like jude law's gravity shit and all that yeah uh and you know the guns looked futurist like guardians had like kind of like futuristic looking weapons, but it's kind of just Star Lord's blasters and then uh Gamora's swords or Drax's mm-hmm. swords. I mean, yeah, I mean, the action was definitely cool, yeah. I, I think visually though, that like just the weaponry, the look of it was very fresh yeah. compared to any other Marvel movie, which is a nice touch mm-hmm. for sure. Um. Um, so anyway, she's captured on their spaceship, and they're using their new machine to probe her memories, which we, the viewers, see from her perspective, which is kind of just like a collage of different moments in her past vignettes. that we're not familiar with yet, but uh, are and all kind of like... I loved this sequence. Yeah. This was immediately like I was yeah. 100% on board. And I'll say this is where I start to enjoy the film, because prior to this... It's doing what every single Marvel movie does in its intro, which is just like snap through a bunch of things really quick because it's just like, okay, we got to tell you this. You got to know this. You got to know this. You got to know this. Okay, now we can tell you a story at actual pace. Not Civil War. Hmm... I don't remember if Civil War did it or not. It did. We could listen back to the podcast. And... <laughs> there, oh, there are several other problems that or that you have with the movie that aren't, yeah, uh, the but, beginning. But the point is, it does that. I was a little irritated at the beginning because they just go through so many little quick sequences. But that makes these movies so rewatchable. Yeah, I I think it's just lazy, or it's like. <laughs> Or you could just start us later and not fill us in on these. I don't know. There's just like, there should be a more coherent way to do it. So that's why I really enjoyed these vignettes. Most, every other Marvel movie up to this point, if there's been a flashback, they will do a full scene of the flashback and it's just like you know, the two-minute story of what happened linearly. Mm-hmm. I loved how it was 30 seconds each. It was sporadic all through time. Like, it started her as a teenager, then it went back to her as a little girl, then it went back to her as an adult. I loved how it was just scattered all over the place. And this is just the tool that they're using to read her mind, mm-hmm. um, basically. So Because she knows something that they need yes. to uh, rebel against the Kree. Correct. And she does not know what... Any yeah. of that, and she I'll say remember. this sequence I did like. It's everything before this sequence that I was kind of like, I don't know, I just didn't care what was happening yet, like because like where there's you don't care about her and Jude Law sparring, no, why? Because neither of them really comes off as likable yet. I don't think like because there was a couple jokes early on that mm-hmm. at least the audience in our theater didn't really laugh at. Uh-huh. Like she had a couple like Wiseacre comments, sure, just you know like yeah. it, it just like there was almost no laughs until after this point. Yeah. So, I, like, I don't know. I think the audience, in general, wasn't too fond of it. I think they're giving you a lot, but again, I think that's kind of just when they do these types of movies like guardians one weren't you a bit confused? Anna, it was kind of just like exposition vomit like it was just like here's all this they stuff have a need. lot but we haven't known anything about hollow we've watched 22 movies in this universe and we've never seen this planet that's kind of nuts i know but they don't I, I don't feel like i know what the culture of the planet like or i have a good sense of it even after this intro that they rushed through so it's like even if you're going to do it with a goal of trying to introduce this planet i don't think they did a good job Job doing that. I think they're introducing the planet, and later on, there will be a movie that explains the planet a lot better mm. because it is a very big universe. It just female. seemed like it just there was like this thing yada yada, this thing yada yada, this thing yada yada, this thing. Okay, now the story starts. And then after we watch Captain Marvel four together in twenty thirty two, we will okay. Know all I don't about think that's Apollo. a testament to good filmmaking. if It takes three other films <laughs> to justify the decision at the beginning of the first film in the series. I think. It is. <laughs> anyway, this sequence happens, and then love this sequence. She wakes back up after having her mind probe and going through all these. She's different... hanging upside down in this gravity machine, mm-hmm. and she breaks free using her photon blasters. Mm-hmm. Um, she's super and so, strong. Yeah, and then she gets in a fight and rampaging she, through the ship. She still has like her hands are in these weird metal containers so yeah. she can't like blast people well I think it was to limit her power for this sequence because if sure. she just had unrestricted access to her photons she would she murder been everyone. strong so she was just beating them over the head with giant metal hammers yeah um, which is also pretty entertaining yeah and she single-handedly well and she's barefoot I don't yes know, a... she single-handedly beat all of these I would say I liked this action sequence better than the one on the planet um where they're fighting no the one where they're fighting all the scrolls and she initially gets captured yeah i probably did too but i i just like because i didn't treat that as much of an action sequence as i did as a display of these new weapons Mm. and stuff like that uh which i really enjoyed but uh she break goes into an escape pod yeah um and talos the main scroll villain Uh, shoots the escape pod as it is leaving Mm -hmm. and she is sort of can't control it. They're right outside Earth, by the way, because they read her mind and realize that the person they're looking for is on Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we discussed uh, in the comics, Skrulls are usually bad guys. And they look like bad guys Mm -hmm. because they're orc-like. Very similar to orcs. Uh, So obviously we have the predisposition of three Lord of the Rings films Mm -hmm. and three Hobbit films and all the other fantasy films that have orcs that have orcs yeah. I think that's uh, specific to Lord of the Rings well there's other video games and stuff at the very least like World of Warcraft has orcs uh-huh. orcs that look even more like Krolls than the orcs in Scrolls. Lord of the Rings yeah whatever not Nick Kroll yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> so they she goes to Earth she lands in a blockbuster video of all blast things. from the past <laughs> how great yeah I, it seems like a natural thing to do in a movie like this is to... To put, put her in a blockbuster? A, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it's it's a fine touch. I think anyone our age, and certainly the people who are old enough to be making this movie, have fond memories of going to a blockbuster. A blockbuster video. Yeah. And getting those games and eating that popcorn that was weirdly on the side or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of just buying popcorn. Yeah. I wonder if that popcorn was better. Do you miss the video store, Jordan? Do you prefer Netflix, the streaming, or do you like the satisfaction of going into the building and picking up a physical copy? Do you want it all streamed to your room? Like, all entertainment? So, I think, like, pretty much everyone, there's a certain nostalgia to going in the video store and being mm-hmm. like, wow, look at all these it's options. It's all here. Yeah. But at the same time, do do I want to trade Netflix for me having to get in my car and go pay someone money? <laughs> eh, <I don't> no. <laughs> Did you ever get the Netflix DVDs? No. You didn't? No. Oh, okay. I did from 2002, and there was no more... Like, coming home from school, that was the most satisfying thing, running to the mailbox and finding a Netflix sleeve. Mm. And if it wasn't if it was one of my sister's movies, I was furious. Yeah. But if it was one of mine, oh, that made the week. And they had a much broader selection than like the streaming service has even now, right? Because it was like a blockbuster where you could get yeah, like, you could any, get any movie. movie. Yeah, you can get any movie. Yeah. I mean, there are some with limited copies that took forever to be delivered. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when The Sopranos final season came out or whatever, those always had a super long wait because yeah. everybody wanted to Have watch Have you seen The Sopranos? Sopranos. I've never seen The Sopranos. Uh, not all the way through. I watched, like, season one, I think. Yeah. Uh, my parents both watched it, so mm-hmm. I remember that was always in the queue, and it was never, uh, it was always had a very long wait. Hmm. Oh, we had the, like, you can make the queue, and I had, like, a hundred movies in it. I would just go and add shit to it. Yeah. Like, I would just be like, I want to watch this, I want to watch this, and Hmm. I would just spend, like, hours on the Netflix website adding movies to the queue, and as long... Do they have to get your movie back to send you the next movie? You can only have three at a time. Okay. Or that was our plan. Mm -hmm. I think you could do anywhere between one and five. Okay. But we had three. And... So whenever you had three out, you couldn't get another one until they received it or until it was back Until they received it. Okay. Until they received it. Then they would send. And usually it took about two days for them to receive it and two days for them to send the next one. Okay. So once you sent it back, it was like a four-day operation as Hmm. long as you didn't send on a Sunday because that just slows everything down because the lazy postman who decide not to work on Sunday. But in any case, she doesn't (laughs) land in a Netflix. (laughs) She does not land (laughs) in a Netflix store. She lands in a Blockbuster. Yeah. uh, And then she walks out Also, she picks up a movie and looks at it, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of blurry, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure it was a recognizable movie, and I was thinking, what movie was that? Because it looked like it was like the blank blank or something. I noticed. It's It's like the... I noticed in the background. Like, I remembered more of it last night. I mean, all of the now. videos were blurry. I'm wondering if that's just copyright stuff, or it was just the framing. Because yeah. you couldn't like identify. You could just see the picture. So I recognize like Christmas Vacation, mm. National Lampoon, like the picture of Chevy Chase. But she does stop and specifically pick yes. up one. Which there's got to be some reason she picked up the yes. one she did. It's a very smart movie. <laughs> yeah. So obviously they so have a reason things. for for doing something like that. Uh-huh. So smart you couldn't even wrap your head around it. I couldn't see it through the blur. You could not. That is too smart for me. Way too smart. Um, And she finds a security guard sitting outside who's Mm -hmm. just like, "Okay, this is interesting." Yeah. Um, And well, and of course, she's like, she thinks he's like some sort of space police yes well just like she is correct but he She's is like, a which human what sector do you report to he is a human and he knows very little about any of these other things and that is a funny moment <laughs> pretty entertaining <laughs> um and then at this point the audience is definitely warming up they're starting yeah. to laugh at stuff a lot more than yeah. they were at the beginning sometimes. and I was sitting next to a seven year old boy so I was finally you know it was good to finally have someone who could share my excitement for these movies yeah. Um, and he was just like, oh, shit, scrolls." And then I turned to Jordan and it's just like, you know, sitting with his hand very on his pinchably. chin. Very like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Uh-huh. That is classic textbook It was like Jordan. an angel on your shoulder and a devil yeah of, of your Marvel enjoyment <laughs> one just like blindly accepting everything one uh, like nitpicking every single I gotta thing. get that kid on this podcast <laughs> you're on your way out uh-huh. uh oh and we forgot to mention the very beginning uh the Marvel sequence was the Stan Lee uh cameo when you're seeing the Marvel letters and you're seeing all the mm. action and everything you see all of Stan Lee's cameos and a it's very a very touching tribute thank you Stan which was very touching the audience applaud every or applauded yeah. everybody but Jordan who was just sitting there thinking hmm I do I feel about this (laughs) tribute. Uh anyway. I I just think it's weird applauding in movie theaters. This audience applauded a couple times too. And I'm just I rarely do. Because it's just like I rarely do. I rarely do. We're just applauding for each other for watching it. Like I don't know what this applause is about. It's Who's this for? I the only time I have ever applauded in a film is the end of the Dark Knight Rises. Uh Uh-huh. When that was opening night, I waited in line for four hours. I was very excited for that movie where you find out Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Robin and Batman lived and all that thing. We're spoiling a lot of movies today. Um, I clapped at the end of that because everybody was clapping. And then I did not clap for, I guess, six years in a movie until um, Infinity War when Thor, Groot and Rocket landed on Wakanda. And destroyed all of the uh, aliens yeah. at that point. That was awesome. <laughs> I, and then, you know, everybody in the theater was clapping there, and you were like, hmm. Yeah. I'm i not going to participate in this clapping and shenanigans. Then, and then I. If there's a performer in front of me that can hear my clapping, I'll clap. If, if there's he, no performer, i not If you clap loud, li- Stan Lee is, is everywhere now. You, If you clap <laughs> loud enough, he can hear you in the skies the true believers, all clapping. Um, So anyway, she asks the security guard for uh, communication uh, stuff, and he points, or she said, where can I get this? And he points to a store. It's a Radio Shack. Pretty clever. Another 90s store that no longer exists. Yep, another brilliant nostalgia punch. What's your uh, fondest memory of Radio Shack? Uh. Going in there and seeing like the kind of crappy toys they have, but at least it's something. <laughs> while your dad goes and gets some boring connector piece for yeah, Radio some Shack piece kind of, of sucked. Yeah, like there were, there was not like they didn't have video games. Or... What, what was your favorite store in the mall as a kid? Oh, in the mall because um, that's where the Radio Shack was that I went to was in the mall. We didn't really have a mall in our small town. That was it, Radio Shack was just in this you know shopping center type deal. Yeah, um, do you have like a? There's like a. I I think this store is called a Brookstone. It's got like all those stupid, fancy luxury gadgets that no one needs. And like cool massage chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. it had these little glass things with shrimp in them that were like a little biodome. Okay. That I always thought were super cool and I wanted one, but they were ridiculously expensive. Yeah, how else do they stay in business? Yeah. That store. <laughs> uh, I remember my... Because we didn't have really a proper mall. My grandmother, whenever we went to visit her in the city, would take me and my sister... Uh, to her mall, and mm-hmm. there would be a couple who had this kiosk, and they sold Pokemon cards out of it. Or, like, hmm. the husband sold Pokemon cards, and the wife sold jewelry or something? Yeah. And the How long do you think that business was... Uh... I mean, he was charging, like, because uh, the cards had the rarity. What was it? Circle, diamond, and star? That was the rarity of the card? Do you remember that? I I was never a... I never bought trading cards separately, like, and I don't, I don't even remember ever looking at buying trading cards separately. I'd only buy packs and stuff. But you you still had the rarities on them. Yeah, I guess I just didn't pay attention to it. At all? No. What, how'd you know, like, did you ever have the Charizard, the holographic Charizard? I just liked the cards that I liked. Like, I, I don't know, there was some But like everybody a... wanted Charizard. Sure. Because it's, you know, the one. But that's just because Charizard's cool. I didn't care if it was... It's the rarest. That's not why I would have thought Some it was kid cool. on the I thought it was cool because it's a fire dragon. <laughs> Some kid on the schoolyard said it was worth $150, and I was like, that's the most money that has ever existed, ever. Yeah. Like the Beanie Babies. Correct. Where where are they, I, at least I had a little book that had like the value of the Beanie Babies in the future. It's like, this one's rare. This is going to be worth $1,000. You still have them? No. Well, I don't know. Probably not. Well, next time you're at your house, you know. Let's get some scratch for this podcast. Take it on the road. Do oh, some yeah. live shows. Get thousands of dollars for my beanie babies. <laughs> it's a beanie baby tour. <laughs> uh, so she goes into a radio shack. Uh... The Marvel Sucks Beanie <laughs> Baby tour versus No It Doesn't. Tour. Tour. <laughs> um, the Marvel Sucks Beanie Baby versus No It Doesn't tour. tour. Well, are you selling your Pokemon cards or something? I don't. Ha- my mother got rid of them. So I'm selling my Pokemon cards too? Do you still have them? Oh, absolutely. Oh. My mother just throws everything that I love out. Like, yeah, I think no the only reason, reason my Pokemon for cards no survive reason. is because they're small. Does your, do your parents do that? Oh, absolutely. They but throw not stuff with out? my Pokemon cards. That's oh, like what do they like? They just want more space. Yeah, that really—that's more valuable to them than my happiness. Yes. <laughs> oh, they ooh. were trying to get rid of my unicycle last time I was home. <laughs> How dare and that's they? why I have a unicycle here. <laughs> well, I haven't they, seen it. Go show it to you. It's very hidden. Uh, no, it's, it's right in there. No, never seen it. Yeah. um, I guess you should use it more often. Anyway, it's there's not a lot of use for a unicycle in the yeah, city. Yeah, I'm surprised you keep it. <laughs> well, kept it. Well, because it's cool. Well, and cool and not like, you know, the literal sense, but it's nostalgic. <laughs> it's cool. Much cause... like a Radio Shack and a Blockbuster. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. She breaks apart a Game Boy, like a whole bunch of old 90s retro devices, and she calls jude law who is Mm -hmm. looking for her uh and he says we're on our way to earth now that we know where you are um and then samuel l jackson and agent colson of all people show up and they say excuse me miss why did you break a hole in the blockbuster and she's like I don't have to explain myself to you, Earthling. Yeah. And this is before, of course, they knew any of this stuff existed. They're just like normal guys. They're just normal guys on Earth. And this is... Well, in 1995, Men in Black had come out, right? Sure. So they were familiar with the phenomenon of the fictional alien... Yeah, but the the thing is, in this universe, for Mm. them, it's not fictional. No, I I know. (laughs) But, like, could you imagine not having watched Men in Black and then a similar plot to Men in Black happens? I think Men in Black, when you watch it for the first time, you're like, okay, I know... This is a possibility. This could happen one Uh day. You're You're prepared. You're prepared. In a way that you never were before. Correct. Okay. Don't you agree? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Um, So Samuel L. Jackson uh, and Agent Coulson uh, start interrogating her. She... Runs away. Oh, she sees a scroll, and the scrolls have landed on the planet. Well, and as the scroll well. tried to shoot her, and so she saves yes. uh, Samuel L. Yes, Jackson. yes correct. She saves Nick Fury, um, and she uh chases the scroll who is gets on a train and starts shape shifting. There's some really cool power sequences or fight yeah. sequences. There's there. one interesting moment where so she fights the old lady, but mm-hmm. then this the, the scroll gets away and he's in the window. And she's standing there, and like right in front of his her face, she changes into another guy. Yeah, and over her shoulder is the guy that he's changing into. Yes, and he's like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Men in Black. This doesn't make any sense to me." Yeah. Um. So, and Agent Colson gets in the car with Nick Fury, or. So we think, mm-hmm. but it ends up being a scroll disguised as we Agent We are fools beyond belief. Yes. So he's chasing the train, and then uh, Coulson calls and says, "Nick Fury, why'd you leave me at the blockbuster?" And then Nick Fury's like, "Oh shit!" And then he yeah. sees the scroll that shapeshifts back to the alien. The crashes, car crashes. Car. The scroll dies. Uh, Nick Fury, foreshadowing, injures his eye. Uh-huh. Um, and it looks pretty bad, but then you know he he makes yeah you know it. movies love to do that little like the little the stitches on the of, eyes yeah on yeah. the eyebrow i bet it's easy to do yeah and it makes him look hurt yeah it's a very easy telltale way yes. to like visually represent yeah. It. yeah um and this one did it better than any of them if i do say so myself i would say it was exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> it was better than the rest Quote the very me least, on that it gave some little accent to his eye as you said foreshadowing where he yes. actually is injured spoilers mm-hmm. um So they... Where and then she uh, a biker she runs into a biker guy who's kind of like a dick mm-hmm. and she's reading a map which is very entertaining because mm-hmm. the maps do you remember like having to read maps i remember my parents reading maps more than me my father would give maps. me the map and he'd make me read it and i know i'm like why don't you know where you're going this is so dumb like yeah. i'm playing my game boy i definitely remember a couple occasions where it was like just me and my dad or just me and my mom yeah so they had to hand the map to someone else <laughs> and just being like okay I think this is this and this is this. Isn't that exhausting? Eh. You had to read a map. Yeah, we're old. Yeah. We ha- That's <laughs> like like kids today. It's like, why didn't you look it up on your phone? Yeah. Oh, kids. <laughs> <Ugh>. Although <laughs> uh, that kind of touches but like, don't you wish Gen Z, don't get me started. Uh, aren't you kind of like upset that our children the children that we have together, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that we adopt, um, don't like when they grow up. They're not going to have that feeling of walking into the blockbuster and seeing all the options or picking all the movies or getting the Netflix DVDs. It'll be the sleeves. same nostalgia for like loading up Netflix on a Friday night and pulling up whatever the cool thing is so, for them to watch. But just like going there, they're not going to have. They're immediately going to have whatever they want at their fingertips. Yeah. But they're going to be like, remember, like occasionally, like the quality would dip down because the internet wasn't fast enough. Oh, boy, do I. Or it was just flat, like there was no 3D at all. Mm -hmm. Or like it wasn't holograms that play out on like a a table (laughs) in 3D space in front of you. So yeah, like VR, I guess. Remember when we all sat in the living room together? That was so dumb when we could all be in our pods. Yeah. Watching the same Hanging upside movie. down like bats. Yes. Oh, As we will in the future. What a future. Uh-huh. Me, Jordan, and our children. <laughs> Hanging upside Hanging down upside like down. bats in our virtual reality pods. <laughs> Not a bad life. <laughs> anyway, um, she steals this biker's bike and clothes from a mannequin. She's wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she... Uh, the really good soundtrack. This is when the soundtrack starts to kick in. Um, I really enjoyed... They play Garbage, whatever that one of the popular Garbage songs is. I don't remember what it's Mm. called. Um, I only like it when it rains or whatever. Uh, She's driving down the the road and I'm like, all right, this movie, it has an atmosphere to it. I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she ends up at a bar trying to research her past. Nick Fury meets her there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts asking about, you know, why are these aliens here? What's your deal? And they both try to figure out if they're scrolls or not. Yes. Turns out neither of them are scrolls. Neither of them are squirrels. Um And then they agree to go to an air base together to try and research this person that the scrolls are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they successfully find... Uh, a cat. A cat. Who's an important character in this movie? Important character. Goose the cat. Yeah. He's he's like the the Groot or the Um Definitely know. a Groot. I think Groot is a good comparison. Yeah. The comic relief yeah. non speaking character. And he's also just like stronger than one would give him credit for. Yeah. And you don't really know it for, until later in the film. But uh At this point, they are performing—or no—they. Nick Fury comes from an alien autopsy, and Mm -hmm. uh, and then he comes from an alien ant farm. Alien ant farm. Annie, you're okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um. But at that point, we realize that his boss, Nick Fury's boss, Mm -hmm. is a yeah. We skipped over that that, because that happens before he goes to the bar. Yes. Um. And we and then also yeah that yeah almost forgot this line that I touched on last night, uh-huh. where they're giving the, an autopsy to the alien, yes. and they're like, whatever this guy's made of, it's not on our periodic table, it's which not. doesn't make sense. It, but it it was 95. We hadn't discovered all the elements We yet. had discovered the ones that life was made out of. Even if it's not carbon-based, it, it would still be on, it'd be like silicon-based or something like that, which would still be on the periodic table. Uh, unless we didn't understand it. But we did. In 95, we definitely knew what silicon was. So if he was made of that, it wouldn't have made sense for us to be like, it's not on the periodic table. Did you have an ancestor who thought the world was flat ever? No. Never? Uh Uh-uh. I bet you did. Not me. I bet old Reginald Rodney peoples. Yeah, he was From the 1600s. (laughs) But he was a a black sheep. He was the dumbest of all the peoples. Of all the peoples. Uh Uh-huh. Even though he's saying basically what, you know a similar argument to you. He is absolutely not. So you're saying you, you, that we have discovered all of the elements. All of the elements that are the fundamental building blocks of life that we know. Yes, we know all bo- like how to build our lives. But the the amount of matter in the universe, there's the most On of Earth. it is the smaller elements and then matter gets more and more rare the bigger, the heavier the individual elements gets mm-hmm. because you have to fuse in like a star. So there's less opportunity for stars to fuse to make very heavy atoms. Like, uh, I don't know, the stuff that's way up at the top, like Rutherfordium or something yes. like that. Rutherfordium. Yeah. That's an element. <laughs> Did you look this up? No. Oh, okay. But I'm... I I mean, at one I'm point... I'm just saying that it's, it's like... Uh, At one point, we didn't know any of the periodic table. Yes, but and, now that we do, it but is, we knew like 24. What what kept this the discovery of the elements going? Well, we were discovering all of the common ones, and then and then we started creating our own elements by fusing together stuff in laboratory settings. But a lot of those are very unstable, so they wouldn't be like so. If there are other elements that we've yet to discover, they're going to be very high weighted elements, and they'll be unstable, which is not the kind of thing that you make life out of. Unless because you, you figure have to out evolve. how to stabilize it, like the scrolls did. So unless the scrolls are like, but they, it doesn't make sense if they had to stabilize whatever matter creates them, Well, someone else made them. Haven't Which you seen? Surely Prometheus? hasn't been established in this. No, no, not yet. But you, I'm saying these you think are... they're an artificial race of super dense. <laughs> Matter, yes, from the top of the period. Okay, so I don't think that's viable. <laughs> I think it is. I don't think that makes sense as a justification for this line. I think which I is a really small one. part of the movie, but we have spent even more time on it this time <laughs> than we did last time. Yeah, I don't know why you have a problem with it. It all adds. <laughs> <up>. No, <laughs> that's, not <laughs> the, that's not the That's not the the end part of this. It's not the thesis. It is, the thesis is there, there is something <laughs> wrong with the line. It's a dumb line. It doesn't make sense. It's not a dumb line. It makes sense. We haven't discovered all of the elements on the periodic table. Yeah. And I will say this to the, this movie's credit. The technobabble is way better in general. Except for like this line and maybe a couple other things that happen. It's a lot better in this movie than it was in like Ant-Man. Where they kept saying like, oh, we got to align the vectors and stuff. Uh, are you talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes. Or, okay. Uh, eh. Both are great except for that part where De- they're mean, just saying gibberish although when they're aligning I mean to some extent you have to say gibberish because all the science is made up but at the same time you don't have to say as much gibberish if you could just like you know cut around those se- sections we which we don't need to see did. them just go like blah 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 blah, blah say nonsense words for sure me and that seven-year-old next to me were like, "Uh huh, go on, go on." <laughs> okay. <laughs> not on the periodic not table. Periodic, very interesting. Yes. Okay. That is, that is very wow. interesting. That has never happened before. I don't know. It's like it's like the equivalent of being like, "There's numbers we haven't discovered in between one and two. It's like Maybe there are not. there there are like fractions and like you know yeah, uh, but there aren't. In, there's not an integer between one and two that we haven't discovered. There might be. There can't be. <laughs> Fundamentally, <laughs> there can't be an integer between one and two. Uh, but I mean, that's man-made. Matter is not. Mm, math is descriptive of things that we see in the universe, in the same way that elements are descriptive of things that we see in the universe. So you're saying if there's another race, like thousands of light years away, very far away, uh, and they have the exact same math system as us to a T, except there is a digit well, they'll still have integers. They'll have. They like, do. There'll be one thing, and there'll be two things. Yeah, And if you take one thing away from two things, you'll have one thing. Except two is, there's something in between one and two. Okay, but there can't be. Because <laughs> if you had two apples, and I yep. take away one no, no, of no. the That's apples. That's how our human minds process this. They don't have human minds. Okay, so you think for aliens, yes. they could have two apples. Correct. You could take away an apple, Yes, and they would have more than one apple. Correct. Okay, so that would just mean that two doesn't equal two. It would have to be like three, for instance, or so it wouldn't a just be two number no. that we don't know of. we so long. <laughs> Your brain is just processing it differently. All right, I'll, I won that one. We can move on. You absolutely did not. Okay, it's can, just a dumb line. We can move on. You can on. a movie you enjoy can have a dumb line, and you can just acknowledge none that it's of the dumb. ones I enjoy do, <laughs> except maybe. I was going to say Dreamcatcher, but that's pretty. Tight, dialogue-wise. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they uh, are in an old-school uh, airport, or not airport, uh, air hangar, mm-hmm. um, searching for a plane. Um, we, at this point, Nick Fury calls in the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he has the fugitive, but he doesn't know uh, that S.H.I.E.L.D. is compromised because his boss is an alien. Yeah, but as soon as he runs into him, they they're taking an elevator together and he says something that indicates that they don't have a long memory. He calls memory. him Nicholas yeah. instead of Nick Fury. Well, and and Captain Marvel at this point has explained that the tell for a scroll is that they don't have long-term memory. Yeah, they only have the short-term mm-hmm. memories of a person. Correct. Um, so Nick Fury is like, "Ah, uh, shit, this guy's we've been compromised." And then he goes to Captain Marvel. Um, and they escape together. He lets them know that they're coming for, her. uh, and Nick Fury does a f- cool fight sequence in the library, which is fun. hmm Or, oh, uh, and, and, and while she's looking through the records, she finds a picture of herself in the records, proving that she is from earth initially. Correct. correct. Yes. Uh, which makes her question, her whole reality is a creed. Yes. And then she goes to her friend who she finds out, uh, in the pictures. Um, and she tr- travels, her and Nick Fury travel to her house. They take the cat, um, goose Mm -hmm. and they end up at this person's house and she's like i'm not who you think i am i'm not who you remember the friend and the friend's daughter immediately remember uh carol danvers Mm -hmm. but they don't have uh any idea who she is or she doesn't have any idea who they they are are. yes um and they talk uh and they talk about the history and stuff and then they have a touching sequence where they show the little girl Lieutenant Trouble mm-hmm. showing Captain Marvel Potential all of their, like, past pictures young and Young adventure. Yeah. Potential. Um, yes, and she's an entertaining child. I like then, how you say that as if it was your idea when last night I was the one who was like, oh, Lieutenant Trouble, you think she's going to show up? Because this is in the past, so she'll be old enough to be, no like, a hero. There's no proof of that. I know, but <laughs> you just introduced it, and this episode's like, you know, she could be a future she could adventure. be a future hero. This is a fresh thought. I'm Cade glad I thought of that. This is a fresh Cade thought. You heard it here first. Um... And uh, the the scrolls show up um, to this house where they're hanging out at. And the scrolls are like, let's talk. Let's talk. I have something to show you. We're not going to hurt you. Um, And then Captain Marvel is like, oh, maybe I should hurt you. And then Uh, they're like, no, what about this? this And then she's like, whoa, that. And then then they listen to this CD-ROM. There's a fun loading sequence. Mm -hmm. Do you remember loading? Our kids aren't going to have to know loading in their pods upside down nope a future without loading could you imagine it's all i dream about (laughs) (laughs) and they uh are waiting for it to load and it's everyone's just casual except uh carol danvers is like why is there loading like i don't understand what the deal with this is Mm -hmm. uh and everyone else is just like oh this is regular stuff this is just what you do and then they play the black box uh from when she crashed Mm -hmm. um and she finds out that she's from Earth. She realizes that the doctor they are looking for has the energy core or whatever, and that's what they're looking for, um, which is a tesseract. Which is spoilers: the tesseract. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was confused. Well, I mean, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, anyway, the scrolls have revealed themselves as the good guys. They all agreed to go into space together to find this ship. That oh is has. So the CD-ROM indicated the flashback where she got her powers as well. She was flying this doctor who had the core with her, uh, and they crashed because an alien spaceship found them, and it ended up being Jude Law was in the alien spaceship mm-hmm. uh, instead of her memory that seemed to be over-layered um, where she remembered the scrolls. Right. She had been lied to for mm-hmm. the past six years. But Jude Law was, in fact, the one who killed the, her science buddy and um, Carol Danvers uh, shoots the power core on the ship and causes an explosion that gives her her powers. Mm-hmm. Thank then, goodness it didn't just blow her to pieces. No, it very well could have. The Tesseract has destroyed several other people. Yeah. So, but it gave her superpowers. It which gave was her chill for her. Pretty chill. Except for then she got her memory wiped and had to go live on another planet for yeah. a while. But if for it wasn't years. for that, it would have been all chill. That is kind of exhausting. Mm-hmm. An exhausting six years of... Borderline kidnapping, oh, absolutely kidnapping. <laughs> no borderline about it. <laughs> she was full on kidnapped, very kidnapped. Um, so they get to this uh, spaceship, um, and they are playing, or uh, not yet. That's later. Uh, but they are. They find out that all the scrolls are hiding out there. That's when we see the tesseract. And I had to think about where the last time I saw the tesseract was, mm-hmm. because I think it is in Thor, but I. Couldn't piece it together. Well, no, because it this movie happens before Thor, doesn't it? Yes, but I but there's a flashback where Odin shows it to them as children. Hmm. So they were much younger. So I somehow anyway it does. I watched Captain America one last night. Right. And where's the Tesseract at the end of that? Bottom of the ocean. At the bottom of the ocean, it falls through the uh, aircraft floor and right before he crashes. And so into the it's ocean. not. Are, do you not think that Marv? L was attracted to Earth because the Tesseract's like, signature was something was here, and then she found it. And it's then, very possible. And then that's when she got a job at, in the Air Force or whatever to develop a plane that used this yes. to be light speed travel. No, very, very possible. Okay. I mean, obviously, we don't see her retrieve it in this movie, but we no. have to assume that she's the one who retrieves it. Or, least, I, I mean, there could still be three movies in between 1945 and 1995 where they're doing... I mean, the movies haven't come out yet, but there could be three storylines that people are messing I around with the Tesseract for fifty years. I think they should do a movie short, uh-huh. like in, in front of the next movie, like a mm-hmm. Pixar short. Okay. And it'll, it's like the um, the squirrel from the it, yeah, the squirrel from Ice Age or something, uh-huh. and not literally him, but the, the Tesseract <laughs> just gets like picked up by a whale, then shot out of, out of its blowhole, and then like a a seagull swoops by and grabs it, and uh-huh. then they fly over this way. And the seagull just melts. Sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can hold it, can't you? No, humans can't hold it. Not the gym itself, but the Tesseract is like, it's got a thing around where the gym is. Yeah, but I think they're hesitant to, because Nick Fury doesn't want to touch it either. Huh. I thought you could touch the Tesseract, you just couldn't touch the gym in the Tesseract. I don't remember a lot of people touching the Tesseract unless it has like a case around it. Huh. In any of the movies. I I know. know, I don't think even Steve Rogers tries to touch it. I know Red Skull touches it, but he's kind of like he's got some but he's strength. fine, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he turns into Red Skull, it kind of manipulates his brain hmm. and he goes crazy. But uh the Tesseract has definitely been the most featured yes, Infinity Stone. Absolutely. Kind of feels like during Infinity War we rushed through all the rest of the stones where we could have had them peppered out throughout the rest of the MCU slower. Are you well, I mean, yeah, I think that's just the one that was I mean, in the Phase One, like that was just the one that was on Earth. So we, inter- I mean, most of but it. But like, what if instead of the twenty-two films, instead of spending like ninety percent of them, the Tesseract is like a big thing? Mm-hmm. What if we spent like the first three with the Tesseract, and then the next three with the next known? Well, and I think that was the like- thing when these movies were out, like coming out, they were just like, all right, the the huge focus of Phase One is going to be the Tesseract, mm-hmm. which is just one of the stones. Yeah. And then everyone is putting it into the movie and like, okay, this is the thing they're looking for. This is the one thing they're looking for. And phase one is like twenty-five percent of the movies. It's like it's like though if the first three Lord of the Rings, you're tracing down the one ring to rule them all. And then at the very and then there's a fourth Lord of the Rings and they get six other rings that are equally powerful to the one ring and you're like, what? We spent so long on that first ring. I thought that was the be all end all and now I know that there's other rings they were here uh, the whole time. That well, were equally powerful. Well, I think they didn't... I mean, again, they probably didn't know the big picture of Infinity War coming out 10 years after Iron yeah. Man. They were just like, this is the goal. We're going to see how we get there. So, really, they were just focusing on... like, And each phase kind of makes the universe bigger. So, yeah. phase one, as big as it gets, there's Asgard, there's Loki, and then there's Earth. And there is one Infinity Stone that is kinda super a, powerful. It's kind of like, like an anime or something like uh, Dragon Ball Z, where it's like every single season everything gets like magnitudes more powerful than it was sure. like at first they're just like good martial artists that can fly a little bit. Yeah. And then they're like, they every can And like Donna, the power levels go up by 10,000 each time. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind. got, of, I mean, it's just kind of like the universe has to get bigger. Otherwise it won't like, be as entertaining. Phase one. Everyone was so weak that Hawkeye was relevant. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but they only had one stone as well. So man, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of the age of heroes or whatever. And then, I mean, you realize there were more godlike beings. All right. So now we, we've taken the spaceship off of Earth, and we go to the scroll, or we, we're they going find to find the, the Tesseract, which is why we started talking about the Tesseract. Right. They're already so, there Okay. in the description of okay. our podcast. Okay. <laughs> and also on the ship is the scrolls' families. Yes. All of them stuff. have been hiding there for an indefinite amount of time. Because Marvell was trying to help them get to a new planet on their own. So we do know, because even if you thought A they were going to double cross them at some point, it seems now that it is pretty firmly established that, that they're they are good guys. good guys, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good twist. Uh, and then Jude Law shows up with the ragtag group um, and they fight uh, or they kidnap every or they capture everybody. And just uh, what happens there? Like he starts to fight Captain Marvel, but then she has that thing on her neck that mm-hmm. kind of. Well, and there's powers. that one scroll on Earth who tried to confuse him, but it didn't work and he just died. Yes. Yes, that's right. They left one behind who shape shifted. It wasn't into, a great plan. He just kind of died. Well, it was a suicide mission. Yeah. But it kept, sure. the, it gave them a more minute. Time. <laughs> like 60 seconds. <laughs> and it worked. Uh-huh. Um, so then they show up and she gets thrown back into the central intelligence. Uh, yeah. And, and she overcomes it. But they're listening to Come As You Are in the Central, and that's just like the coolest song you could be listening to when you're in the Central Intelligence. And the the super intelligence vastly underestimates the willpower of Captain Marvel, her human spirit, as is often the case when a human comes up against an impossible-to-beat AI. They beat it through sheer force of will. The AI does not have that willpower. Yeah. That's why the humans will win. Yep. You'd think that AIs would learn to calculate the human willpower into you their... calculate the human spirit? Basically, you just take all the calculations that you did make, and then you just bump it up 20%. Like, this person's 20% so- stronger than I'm giving them credit for. <laughs> because of that sheer <laughs> so human spirit. So you're measuring human spirit as 20%. I mean, I'm just giving a ballpark number. The AIs, I'm sure they could run some more stats or whatever. Uh-huh. Get a better figure for I don't how think to do you account, can account for, it. for human spirit. So what if what if the AI just like says that? Okay, so she's like, I think she's this strong. This is a hundred percent of the strength that I think she has. Yep. But instead of that, to be on the safe side, I'll imagine that she has ten thousand percent more. Well, do you think strength she can only? Less. Do you think the AI can only accommodate a certain amount of strength? Like, say she has a hundred strength points. Uh huh. Um, but he's not counting her willpower, which gives her 120 strength points. But she's like. But he can only what hold you, off hundred. What do you think the intelligence gap is between her and the AI? Uh, the How AI much is, smarter is the AI than AI she? AI is? is probably smarter. Probably. You don't think? I mean, it's an entire <laughs> planetary-wide AI. Okay, sure. So, do you think it's like ten times smarter than her? Mm, maybe like one and a half. One and a <laughs> half. You think a global <laughs> computer can only come up with a hun- one and a half? Hey, right now I could beat you with a calculator on like math at the very <laughs> least, and this is an AI that's way more advanced than that. That has like natural language, like it can speak normally. All right, two and a half. I'd say that the, this computer should be like a hundred times smarter than a person. Okay, that's similar to two and a okay. half. Okay, so now if I put you in a situation, yep, where you're you're. Responsible for fighting someone who's a hundred times dumber than you. Okay. What do you? What? What do you? I I would say there's no person that's a hundred times dumber than another person. Like, like an ant. Yeah. Or a mouse. (laughs) Okay. Do you think a mouse could beat you with sheer willpower just because you underestimated it so much? Does the mouse have the plague? Uh, no. It does not. No, it just has like a spunky mouse spirit. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. Well, I'm just um, saying, in most in most situations, you could probably account for the whatever special properties like the mouse though, may have because you're so much smarter than the I mouse. I mean, I would be like, well, I see, I would go in to fight this mouse, yeah, and then say, I don't know, the mouse had children or something that it just was its brain was obligated to protect them, like just instinctually. Yeah. And it was like, all right, I'm going to use my mouse willpower. And I was not accounting on there being children here. I was just here to kill the one mouse. Uh But now the mouse has children to protect. And I think instinctually that animals are going to fight a lot harder. All I'm saying is I don't care how much reason a mouse has (laughs) to uh, win a fight. If it's a hundred times less smart... It just doesn't have the capacity to defeat a human or outsmart a human. Are you familiar with the story of David and Goliath? Yes. Who won in that fight? David, who was infinitely dumber than Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. No, but David was not a hundred times weaker than Goliath. Yeah, he was not a hundred times. A hundred. He was times. probably ten times weaker than Goliath. So it's the number a hundred. And he off. was smarter than Goliath because he used a sling, which was actually kind of cheap. Yeah, he Because he's like, hey, let's have a hand-to-hand fight. And he's like, oh, I'm going to throw a rock at you real hard. <laughs> he pulled he a Captain did. Marvel. Spoilers. Absolutely, he oh. did. Except for Captain Marvel was definitely Goliath in that situation. She's way more powerful than... But uh, David was just bullying Goliath into thinking yeah. that he wasn't as strong. It, it's like if David and Goliath was about someone who was smaller and weaker than David. Mm-hmm. And trying to be like, hey, fight me fair. Uh-huh. Don't use your slang. And then David was like, I'm going to beat you up anyway, little man. So you're saying that you could, without hesitation, step on this rat. Like uh, you were assigned to kill the rat. If I thought that the rat posed a, like... It does. A existential threat to the, the rat, human race. The rat has the plague. Then yeah. You're going to step on it? Sure. To to prevent a plague from breaking yeah. out and killing millions? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And you have no problem with killing the rat. You're I, definitely going to kill it. You're not going like to isolate be... it and bury it or something. You're going to murder it. I mean, in any case, I'm confident in my ability to outwit the rat, <laughs> whether I'm trapping it or killing it. What it. But you're not accounting for the rat's spirit. Yeah. So it bites you and you die. You weren't it, fast enough. <laughs> It's such a weak argument. <laughs> no, I think it makes sense. Uh, I think you're. just I'm just upset saying that this is this is something rap. that happens in whenever there's like a computer intelligence in movies. The writers like the writers say that it's really intelligent, and then the actions that it displays in the movie are not intelligent in the slightest. Mm-hmm. And that just happens again in this, which is I don't know. It's fine. You have to have that because obviously Captain Marvel has to win. It's just like how this AI isn't that smart after all. And the whole thing was that it was the super smart, like, like it's the, it runs their entire civilization. The entire Kree civilization is based on this giant AI thing. It controls their world. True. And yet it it's like can't outsmart this one lady. Well, I mean, she's just super powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Do you think like we could have a computer that's smarter than Zeus that could beat Zeus in a fight? okay so what what feats does zeus have like how strong is zeus in this zeus is i mean you know zeus he's very strong (laughs) he has electric hands Uh uh-huh he can throw lightning bolts you've seen hercules you've seen disney's hercules a a smart enough ai or something like this shouldn't have to engage with captain marvel on her own terms like she should be smart enough to convince Captain Marvel to manipulate Captain Marvel into not fighting against her. Uh, I mean, but she doesn't because the human spirit. Like, all right, so exactly. It's, it's, so, it's, so she's not that good of an AI, or she's not that good of a intelligence. No, I think that the human can, spirit is just much stronger. It's than unmanipulatable. Yes. Okay, so you believe that humans are good enough at at seeing deception. Not everybody. Not everybody. Just Captain Marvel. Yeah. Just Captain Marvel and maybe a couple other of the Mm Avengers. There's already a movie where the human spirit and willpower outcome its powerful AI and it was called Age of Ultron. Well, also there's tons of problems with that. You can listen back to my thoughts on that one. (laughs) I don't think there are any Uh, problems with it. The... We got to get back to this movie. Okay, sure, we sure, absolutely sure. do. But I do want to say one more okay. thing. The uh, Launch the next five minutes of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fine. I won't. I'm no, just no, no, saying. This it. Is... Well, does it talk tie into Zeus? I feel like we didn't touch on him enough. No. Okay. Uh, your... I've lost my train of thought. Oh. It was about... He knows he's losing people. He's dancing not. on thin ice. Absolutely not. And he's losing the dance. I can't remember. We talked over, we talked past whatever I was going to challenge, and now I can't remember what it I is. I mean, you can bring it up later. I don't remember what it is. I mean, something might jog your memory. Well, yeah. If it does, I'll bring it back okay. out. Cool. Okay. So they are, they have this machine. She's talking to the AI. Come As You Are is playing on the radio, which is very fun, because that song's really good. Mm-hmm. Turntable. Turntable. Yes. Sorry. Uh, The record player. Mm-hmm. Um, and Captain Marvel overpowers the AI and realizes the past six years she has been manipulated into not using her powers, even though she is stronger than everybody else. So she breaks out of the AI using her Zeus-equivalent powers, mm-hmm. and she blasts Jude Law and everybody else, the ragtag gang, and then there is... Oh, and meanwhile, everyone is sort of held up in a jail cell, um, and they're using this test on... Goose the cat, uh, and Samuel Jackson, and Goose the cat has a high threat level, whatever mm-hmm. species it is, and then human Flargan, male, I think yeah, Uh human male zero to no threat, zero yeah. to little threat. And then we find out why because the Flargon has the ability to shoot massive tentacles out of its mouth yes. and destroy groups of enemies, <laughs> and it eats the Tesseract as well, mm-hmm. and at the in the second post-credit scene vomits it up on Nick Fury's desk. Yep. Which, Which is, is how uh, the sh- shield, shield ends up it. with the yes. tesseract. Fair. Um, so I liked all that tie, all those tie-ins. I also yeah. really liked how she got her powers from the tesseract because that was not something in the comics. The MCU can kind of stand on its own now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's relying. done that repeatedly. It's kind of like the Game of Thrones connections. Yeah, like, sure. you, you move away from the <laughs> yes. material sometimes. You sure. embrace it other times. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and Captain Marvel breaks out and fights the ragtag group of people who she was originally on the sides or on the same side as. Yeah. Uh to no doubts just a girl. Yeah. I did not I wasn't a huge fan of this. <clears throat> I think there should have been a I just don't think a this, better song. Yeah, it wasn't a it didn't have enough oomph in it yeah. to carry it was, the fight. It was I, the sentiment is fine, but like I don't know. It wasn't like like because 'cause they've done fights to soft songs before, like in Guardians 2, they have that fight sequence to i'm thinking of the one where he uses his mind arrow thing and he's going through oh yeah what song wham bam shang a lang yeah yeah and that was great yeah but this didn't have that kind of smoothness to it for some reason i mean i didn't but it wasn't i think they could have picked a better song i didn't really have a problem with the sequence i I just felt like it was a weak song for what would have otherwise been a great sequence i really love I, i i think it detracted more than it added Other than the two R.E.M. songs in the movie, I really loved the first credit song was Celebrity Skin by Hole, Mm -hmm. which is so very catchy and such a good song. I really would have loved to see that in the sequence. Mm -hmm. But again, I think just the way it's filmed, like you film the fight sequence before and then you put the song over it. And that's kind of an interesting choice of song. But ultimately, that's what they ended with and... You know. Last night we both said it was very on the nose. Yeah, sure. Uh, film, yeah. So. Um, talking about women and or just, you know, she's a female hero, which yeah. it, it this movie was not like shoving it, it down. It was your a throat very like Wonder Woman. Yeah, but it was a very boardroom executive girl power move. Yeah. Not a it was natural. Not natural. Yeah. It was not natural. So I, I think that's what bugged me about it. I wonder it. if the directors had a problem with it. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely seemed like a it was just not the most creative way to do it. I don't know. It's just. Do you think either of the because there are two directors lazy. on this? Do you think that either of them had a problem with it? I I would be surprised if it got unanimous support through the majority of the production. Staff. I mean, like I feel like, like yeah, the clearly they must have been somewhat for it because like if they hated it, I don't yeah, think it would have ended up in the sure. movie. So they must have been. At the very least, They're neutral like, on it fine. to like it. I mean, it's, it's a good 90s song. It fits the soundtrack very well. I just don't know if that's the best one for that fight sequence. Uh, could you imagine, though, if they played spiderwebs during that fight sequence? How great would that have <laughs> I been? Mean, I mean, w- it's a better song for sure. Obviously, it doesn't make as much sense. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in the... Sp- well, they could have put some spiderwebs in the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty fun. I just think it's... Why wasn't Gwen Stefani Captain Marvel? Oh, could you imagine how horrible that would be? <laughs> I think she could pull it off. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. Oh God. Um big fan of no doubt. Yeah. Don't really like Gwen Stefani's solo stuff. I'm not a fan of a whatever a hollowback girl is. Yeah. Named after the planet. Uh Holla. supposedly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so she beats up Jude Law, uh, everything, and then Captain, or uh, Nick Fury and her co-pilot end up in the spaceship, um, and they are f- destroying other Kree ships. Oh, and Ronan shows up. We forgot, uh, yeah. the Kree, Jude Law has called, wait, is it Jude Law that calls Ronan? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and he says, Ronan, we need to kill off all of, like, Earth has been compromised by the Skrulls, and Ronan's like, okay, I'm on my way to blow up everything. And then Captain Marvel ends up on Earth. She blows up all of Ronan's defenses. And Ronan's like, what the hell? There's no human strong enough to do this because Tony Stark Mm -hmm. isn't around yet. Um, And she blows up all of his defenses. And then he's like, I have to go, but we'll come back. And then his assistant's like, we'll come back for the Tesseract? He's like, no, we'll come back for the girl. Yeah. And then they leave. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of segues into what do you think the sequel of this film will be? When it inevitably happens, yeah. I mean, it's got to It seems to be that it'll be a, like a collectible quest where she tries to reunite all the scrolls and give them a home and, and so separate will, them from think it will the happen evil bef- empire before the events of Iron Man One. Because she's going to be in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So I mean, it almost her. doesn't matter what ha- what time it happens to relative to the rest of the timeline. Obviously, she. We just have to keep her preoccupied till End Game. We have to give her a reason not to be back before then. Well, she's told Nick Fury only call if it's an emergency. I know, but you'd think she'd want to come back just to see Lieutenant Trouble and her friend. Yeah. Like, I would think. I and mean, I guess maybe we, do, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She could have she's come back. back. That's true. She just would want to keep low and not fight anything. But you'd think if she'd been back recently, she would have heard about the Avengers. Um, like, at least to some maybe extent. Maybe she hadn't been back since 2012. Yeah, or maybe she came back during Phase One, like in between '95 and 2011, or mm-hmm. whatever. She came back a few times. Yeah, she probably saw like Tony Stark or something, and was just like, "Huh, oh, pretty small potatoes." Yeah, <laughs> he can't beat me in a fight. Yeah, would be curious to see them go ahead. No way. What? He couldn't even touch her in a fight. He was the only one who made Thanos bleed, with that little help from his friends. No, at the end, he was he was like. I don't know, that new armor, like OG, original Iron Man, like 2008 Iron Man, yes, she would mop the floor with him. I think he has so many gadgets now, it's just next He's level. got such, he's he's so the Batman of the MCU, yes, where, where it's just like, he... They can write him a winning any fight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh. What a power to have, being the writer's favorite. Yeah. The best power that a superhero can have yeah. um, is being the writer's so favorite. So I do think... I mean she probably would beat Iron Man in a fight, but I think it could be close, potentially. And I think I don't she, know, when she goes super saying and, and her hair goes up and like yeah. which also I love the effect of that. When she just like the, is fully powered up and like yeah. the, the way the glow looks, yep. I think is super badass. Yes. Yes. Wow, I've never heard you say badass on this podcast before. <laughs> or ever, honestly. This is I figured that was like one of your words that you didn't say. Like epic. Dude, it was epic. Badass to the max. <laughs> now that's how I wish you talked all the time. When she yeeted him, yeet, I don't know how to use yeet. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know what that means. Me not understanding yeets like a big mood. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to just use kid terms. These are all, this is all new slang. I'll ask my seven-year-old next time he's on the podcast. <laughs> my, my good buddy. Um, and I never even got what on fleek was. And that one's like that two years hot. in the past. Yeah. Savage that's old that's old yeah uh, that's what I'm that's my most frequent that's eat is like you throw something a fit no like like you literally literally a throw. discus or like a frisbee or you do something well I don't a know plate. and I can't even begin to describe what like this mood thing is I don't know either it's like the yeah i don't know yeah i saw it on reddit and i was just like what how old am i what's <laughs> happening when did i when did i lose touch <laughs> with the children of america am i not still hip look at my unicycle <laughs> <laughs> i really yeah i mean you said badass so yeah. i think you're still a little hip on your <laughs> unicycle <laughs> badass um and she goes Super Saiyan. She goes to Earth and Jude Law's like, "Fight me without your blasters. You can't. You're letting your emotions get the best of you." And that's when he gets yeeted. Yeah, he get. Oh, he gets thrown. Yeah, he gets yoked. Um, <laughs> yo- yote. Um, <laughs> yote, the the past tense. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Never come back to this planet again, or I'll obliterate you." And then she sends him onto spa into space in an mm-hmm. escape pod. She doesn't kill him, which is nice. Um, so he can come back, even though I'm not crazy about his character. I don't like Jude Law, really. No, um, well, and he was like, even as a villain, like, I didn't super hate him. Yeah. He was just like, he's kind of he was kind dick. of a fly. Like, yeah. she's just kind of swatting him away. Like, very, stop, like, yeah. bothering me. Like, <laughs> he's just being a dick. Yeah. He wasn't very compelling. I think they, they could have had a better villain Well, I think him. that's the, it's a good phase one. And it wasn't a mirror matchup, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, that is true. That's a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. Usually it is. Yeah. In origin stories. Almost maybe, always. Maybe that's why I enjoyed this origin story so much. It was a little bit fresher. It was not a mirror matchup. Um, and they go back. She... They, it ends with them eating dinner um, with mm-hmm. Captain Trouble, Lieutenant Trouble, her co-pilot mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson, hanging out with the Scrolls. scrolls. Yeah. yeah, and everybody's super cool, chill. Uh, "Man on the Moon" by REM is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can believe, if, <laughs> it, if it was you can believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, she gives him his pager, which she took from him, and she said mm-hmm. she added modifications to it so she can call. Or he can call if they ever, if she's ever needed. But she said only emergencies. Yeah. So I think getting obliterated by Thanos is the first
1: emergency. Of emergency.
0: You think that during Avengers or Avengers Two, that might have been a big enough thing to warrant being like, "Hey, can we, we get some help over here?" I don't think so, because I mean, they had the Avengers Initiative at that point. Yeah. Which, oh, that's the other thing. This movie ends. She goes into space with the scrolls to help collect the rest of the scrolls around the universe. Um, and Samuel Fury Jackson, goes back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Goes and back to SHIELD starts the protector initiative the protector or initiative. wait and then Coulson shows up he's like what are you doing and he's like we have to be ready for if anything like that happens again let's find more heroes and I liked the line a lot where he's like how hard do you think that is She's like we found her we weren't even looking mm. I thought that was pretty funny um, and they do find heroes they do find heroes it takes like 13 years though do you think Tony Stark is the first one they find like they're looking for thirteen years, or do you think they find others that just die, or that they keep under wraps more that they keep under wraps yeah. I mean I, maybe he tries an Avengers initiative and it fails or something i mean he he knows Black be such Widow a at that better point. agents of shield show is them in the early stages of development Finding yeah, Avengers, yeah, or candidates who don't pan out or candidates who are a little too weak, or them like them building yeah. up a roster. Well, too bad the plot of Agents and Shields starts after Avengers 1. Yeah. So the team has been built. Uh, I guess he does know Black Widow at that point, though. Mm hmm. So he does know someone. And he probably knows Hawkeye as well. Yeah, he's also So it's just shield. like really exceptional humans at yes. that point. No one. But I mean, even Tony Stark is just an exceptional yeah. human. He's That's not like true. the Hulk or something That's where he's actual superpowers. Yes. The Hulk is the first uh, case of superhuman strength. Yeah. Um. So. What I really love, you know me, the ending of a movie is 70% of how much I'm going to enjoy it. The taste it leaves in your mouth. The Mm -hmm. last scene is him typing the Protector Initiative, and then he sees the picture of Carol Danvers in the plane that she was flying around, and it says her name was Carol Avenger Danvers. Mm -hmm. And he calls the Avengers based on her name, her nickname when she was a pilot, Mm -hmm. which I loved. And that, basically, she's... We were discussing before this that she was the first Avenger, but then I reminded you that Captain America was fifty the, years yeah, before, before this, <laughs> yeah. the actual first Avenger. So I think that's pretty entertaining. Um, and then should we talk about the post-creds? Uh, let me give my review okay. first, and then give we'll do review, the post-creds. Then we'll do the post-creds. I give this, and this is going to shock you, Cage. Okay, has you're going to be no. Oh, <laughs> you're going to be so shocked by this. Okay, four point five, if you can imagine such a thing. So, and I looked at the list, or I thought about more, what you thought of other movies. So, Infinity War, you gave a 4.25. Mm-hmm. So, you like this more than Infinity War. Yeah, I guess so. Well, but, like, my problem with Infinity War is just the the jamming in of everything, which I mean would say... is part of the movie. My biggest problem with this was that first sequence where everything was jammed together. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just, like, little things here or there that I didn't quite mesh with me, but... Overall, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I I would say it was very. It's like on par with Doctor Strange okay. in terms of an origin story. Did you give Doctor Strange? I, I think you gave it a four. I thought I gave it a four point five, or four point two five, maybe four point two five. I yeah. think you definitely rated this higher than because the only ones that we discussed last night that you rated higher than four and a half is Spider-Man: Homecoming is a five point five, Guardians, Guardians One is a five point five, Ragnarok and Guardians Two are both fives. Yeah. And Black I'd still Panther say all those are better than this. So but you I like Black like, Panther more than this. Yeah. Okay. But it was, I guess it's more of like a setting thing. Also, I think, except for the South Korea part, because I didn't like that scene, sequence okay. as much. I was pretty entertained by that. Like, It's a fine action sequence. Yeah. It's just like, kind of felt like we need to do something else before we get before, into Instead of just thing. staying in Wakanda the whole time. Yeah. Um, but overall, definitely really enjoyed this movie. So you like it? More than any Phase One film, as well. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. It was definitely, and I, I thought I like Captain Marvel a lot. Her humor, I don't know. It's I liked her humor. I, I think it, what it, was, about the it was kind of. What about? The I was I was less keen on her humor because it was just kind of like, I don't know. It's so Marvel just doing that kind of like coy, dismissive, like I maybe know. the writing. I just I'm a little her sarcastic. Delivery. I like the delivery of her lines though. I I do like Brie Larson a lot. So I think that it's kind of like, weren't heroes, noble warrior heroes, like stuff like that. Maybe if someone else said that line, I don't think it would be funny, but I like her delivery of her lines. So I was pretty entertained by that. Yeah. She definitely did the role well. Soundtrack though. How great. Yeah, so I think this soundtrack, and this we talked about last night. Spoilers. It was. Uh, I think. It, I mean, it certainly wasn't a Guardian soundtrack. It was All probably right. a step above most Marvel movie soundtrack, but it wasn't as good as I a mean, Guardian soundtrack. None of them soundtrack. really have soundtracks other than Guardians. Yeah, Thor, Ragnarok. Tristan's I didn't say who's at song. my table. Let me say. Oh yes, please do. So four point five. So I got Bruce Banner there. Mm-hmm. Then I have Iron Man, uh, Falcon. <laughs> yes uh the falcon vs vulture fight that we brought up last night that would be a mirror uh, matchup could you imagine a falcon movie where he fights vulture yes spider-man okay spider need one more you need a half no that was bruce banner oh you did bruce banner okay um uh, full-sized ant-man full-sized ant-man is two no well no that's big ant-man oh so just normal why'd you say full size like Full size is not how full he gets. But it's the normal size, his default size. <laughs> okay, so size. say normal size or default size. That's yeah. very misleading. Fine. Okay. So they're all there. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. That's <laughs> the crew. That's the crew. Pretty good lineup. Um, so let's talk about the post-creds. So the movie ends on a very high note, and then they play Celebrity Skin by Hole, which I love. Mm-hmm. Really great song. Um, very cool credit sequence with like, they, they used, like it was a bunch of space imagery Mm-hmm. that they would i, I bet it would look super cool in 3d oh yeah cuz it had like this kind of depth of field thing but everything looked like stars and constellations and totally. stuff it was, it was very cool visuals totally um i really enjoyed that and the, it just meshed so well with the song yeah i really like that song um the credits were uh black widow steve rogers Um, War Machine and Bruce Banner are all standing in the Avengers HQ. They're calculating all of the uh, casualties that Thanos snapped. Mm. And there are three billion people missing on planet Earth, apparently. Yeah, And Bruce Banner is trying to analyze the... Somehow they find the pager that uh, Nick Fury used to call Captain Marvel at the end of Infinity War. Right. Uh, And it's they don't know what it is yeah and then it turns off suddenly yes and, and they're like get it back on but presumably it turns off because she gets there probably yeah yeah and then she shows up and she says where's nick fury mm-hmm. and thanos is boned and the crowd goes wild when they see her yes and my only problem with this post credits mm-hmm. is is there like it no well it just it had to be this Sure. Like it wasn't a surprise or anything. It was just like, what else could the post credits be? I, except I didn't, for this, I didn't think that we'd get to see her in the same room as them, which I really loved. See, that's it's exactly what I thought oh, it'd really? be—is her arriving. Yeah. I thought I didn't think they'd find the pager for whatever reason. I thought the post creds would be, and this would maybe be, her just like picking the pager up off the. Ground I didn't and even, even think. Like no, around. I th- I honestly thought the post creds was going to be her. Looking at her pager and being like, "Oh, he needs me," and then that's it. Hmm. And then she goes back to her, and I would have been like, "All right, well, then we don't get to see her now. We know that she's there. She's hanging out with the gang." Yeah, I mean, that still would have had the same implication. I guess the only difference being that she would she could arrive late or something, whereas now we know that she's there at the very beginning. Um, yes, true. Which is very exciting because I want. I mean, this movie's going to be three hours and then we're going to do a three-hour pod after. Like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> oh, man. Six out plus the three hours we wait in line. This is going to be a nine-hour day. <laughs> I am so hype. The hype meter has been turned back on after the eight months of, honestly, just sheer misery. I have not been happy since I've been in the Wasp. <laughs> I've just been miserable. <laughs> now I can be happy again. Um, so... Uh, very excited for this movie. I I think that uh, Captain Marvel... Also, I mentioned this um, previously. I think Captain Marvel was the person cut out of the trailers because there are a couple sequences mm-hmm. in the trailers where there's a blank spot in between all these people standing there. And I think she's there at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of them together see Tony Stark uh, and Nebula land their ship on the planet. And they're all going to regroup, come up with a time-traveling plan. Mm-hmm. And then uh the i think captain marvel thor rocket and black widow i don't think they'll be doing time traveling because they haven't do you think rocket and black widow will team up because they have kind of similar or complementary skill sets yeah they might i think thor and captain marvel will actually try and fight thanos because they're the two most capable yeah which that'd be fun i'd like to see that fight that would be pretty great yeah it'll probably happen It's a good too. lineup um but i do believe just based on everything like i've just seen f- like random film like paparazzi will bust in and see like you know oh they're filming the shots with loki again uh in from avengers one and they're kind of recreating the sequence from avengers one mm-hmm. so i think what they're doing is going back in time and kind of recreating. i heard someone all the say Infinity that he Stones. might be bruce banner <laughs> Or like Loki? He, yeah. Like I think he... that was me. I think that was one of the dumb fan theories that we made up. Okay. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I, I thought I saw so. this on Reddit. Maybe you did Maybe it was one of your fan theories. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's probably... I didn't make it up. Yeah. I'm sure that came from somewhere. Well, there you go. Um, but I think this they're going to go around and try and recollect the Infinity Stones. And at some point, interact with everybody who has been snapped. So I think like Doctor Strange and all of them will be in this movie, but they won't be together really. They won't mm-hmm. it won't be like the united front at the end of infinity war where they were all fighting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of just be like past and future and I'm curious how it ends with captain america or iron man presumably dying. Just cuz they're find out next time on <laughs> Marvel's Sucks versus. No, it doesn't. We'll have a couple episodes in between yeah. now and Endgame. But that'll be the real one to look out for. Oh man! Oh, Eleven boy. years in the making. Oh, oh, golly! Oh wow! Well, I've been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I've been Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't.